It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. How good is Australia? Have a go. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. Get a job. Have a go. To start a business. Start a family. To buy a home. Have a go. Have a go. And get a fair go when they have that go. Get a job. Work hard. Work hard. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. This is the best country in the world in which to live. Work hard. Welcome to another episode of the Have A Go podcast. My name is Dave Edwards, joined by Dane Eldridge. Welcome to the show, mate. Thank you, Dave. It's an honour to be here again and to speak to you about a world that is in flux at the moment and Australia's getting badly shortened up. We need to get to the bottom of it. Always got to get to the bottom of it. Uncover truths. (laughs) Provide insights. Completely uh, uneducated insights. We don't know what we're doing. Anyway, uh, we're talking about New Zealand today, mate. It's, oh. We're talking about the trans-Tasman rivalry, yes. the big brother, little brother dynamic. Yes. Before we kick off, we should probably first mention that we both actually do have Kiwi blood That's in true. Us. Yep. So conflict of interest, which is what Australians love to mm. deal in. So just deal with it. As a caveat, I think it's important to say that because everything that we do say should be seen on that basis. Yes. And hopefully that's enough to save us from subsequent death threats and or legal action. That's right. But also as well, this disclaimer will not stop me from speaking before I think. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, carry that, on. That's fine. Uh, mate, they're our next door neighbour, aren't they? They certainly best are. Best friends just across the Tasman. Uh, are they our best, mate? I think so. I think we still are. Look, I mean, look, this topic wouldn't have been as uh, prominent in the uh, national discussion probably 5, 10, 15 years ago. Mm. Like, we, we, we know that they're there. They're our brothers. Yeah. We, we really cherish our relationship. But it's just in recent years, things have started to change in the dynamic. Right. And I think that they think, well, I think we think too, that they're better than us now. They do, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And I tend to agree. Well, we'll get to that in a moment. I mean, mm. the origins of our relationship go way back. I mean, the Trans-Tasman Alliance, when we have that shared British colonial history, mm. I mean, the sharing of criminals. <laughs> um, we don't deport them back, of course. No, of course uh, not. But, I mean, what what is New Zealand famous for? When, when we think of New Zealand today, I mean, what, what do we think, aside from just being good, strong blokes on the world stage, mm. what is New Zealand today to Australia? Well, I think they're just uh, a social beacon. They're something for us to to aspire to. I mean, uh, whichever way you see it, some would argue that Australia has uh, not gone backwards, but probably stalled mm. in its um, responsibilities to progress along with the rest of the world, whereas New Zealand's going forward in leaps and bounds. And you're seeing a lot of um, disgruntled Australians looking longingly across the Tasman and wondering what it is they need to do to get citizenship. It does look good, doesn't it? Those po- those postcards look good. You know, those panoramic shots of Queenstown, Lord of the Rings looked all right. Mm. It's very lovely in theory. That's right. But in reality, does New Zealand live up to that kind of perception, would you say? Well, you know, as, a, um, as a dispirited Australian who hasn't stepped foot in New Zealand for over five years, I would say yes. Okay. Well, I mean, a lot of this recent perception is probably to do with the leadership and the leadership style of New Zealand. As we said, they've always Mm. kind of stepped out in front and kind of been forward thinking and progressive. And Jacinda Ardern really is at the forefront of all that, isn't she? Yeah, she's earned world acclaim, let's be honest. Mm. It goes outside the Oceania region. Uh, She's been on uh, CNN in the the United States and in Great Britain for all of her, uh, uh, for all of the excellent things that she's done recently. Too uh, too many to name. She's just better. 
She's just better, isn't she? I mean, mm. and she didn't get a shout out from Trump just after the Capitol like ScoMo did. No, she. I mean, he got given an award by Trump. Yeah. Where she's tried to kind of almost not distance herself and New Zealand from the US, but certainly not as uh, open to the warm embrace no. of, of the US. She's kind of homered back into the hedges, yeah. so to speak. But um, no, and I would say not getting an award would certainly um, be considered an award in New Zealand. So, I mean, we've had rivalry, though, with New Zealand over the years. I mean, we are best mates, you know, little brother, big brother kind of stuff. But mm. there are some strong rivalries that exist today. Mm. Um, I mean, through sport, if we look at sport, you know, there's the Bledisloe, mm. the Bledisloe Cup. I mean, yep. we haven't won that in, what, 19 years? And rugby is so big in, in New Zealand. It's part of their culture. Yeah, well, Australia's never tweeted uh, winning the Bledisloe Cup. We've never done an Instagram post holding the Bledisloe Cup. Mm. So it's been a bloody long time and that's how I rate my timeframes just by the digital world. Mm. Uh, I mean, but, you know, there's also other things we've fought over. There's the famous underarm incident. Less said about that. Again, sport, yep. And also just all the disputed cultural icons that that exist between us, you know, Crowded House, Pavlova, Farlap, Russell Crowe. I mean, they're probably happy to get rid of Russell. Mm. Um, But all these sort of things just go into the rich tapestry that is the Trans-Tasman rivalry. Little grievances, don't we? They're not huge grievances, not really that problematic, just annoying little flare-ups here and there. You're not going to the council about it. You're just probably popping your head over the fence and saying, hey, mate, pull your head in. Yeah, New Zealand are just better than us now. I mean, we talked about the Bledisloe before. I mean, you, the way that I see it, I mean, if you think about the New Zealand rugby team, they're not just better than us on the field, they're better than us off the field as well. I mean, after games, mm. they do a sweep of the dressing room. They clean up the dressing room. They leave yeah. it in a better place than when they found it. Yeah. I mean, is that something that we as Australians do? No, I think... My- I mean, we sweep up the studio after we leave here today, but that's only because we're contractually obliged to do that. <laughs> That's right. I mean, they do it out of the goodness of their heart. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, Richie McCaw with a broom and then you cr- cut across the Australian dressing room and there's blokes spitting and helicoptering their genitals and stuff <laughs> like that. And I think that's a, that's the, the issue in a nutshell, isn't it? New mm. Zealand are sweeping and we're whipping our dick around. But we're pretty fucking good at digging shit up out of the ground, aren't we? Oh, of course. That's what I always think. How many minerals you got down there, boys? <laughs> hey? That said, you know, I think if New Zealand did have minerals, they'd be pretty good at digging it out because look how cohesive the All Blacks are. I oh, mean, they would work as a unit just to get that, get that. I mean, they almost operate on a telepathic level. Yeah. I mean, just touch, pause, engage, dig. <laughs> you know what I, mean? <laughs> I mean, they've got superior attitudes than us to many social issues, don't they? They do. and The I treatment think, of asylum seekers, for example. Well, look, to put it this way, mate. We're you, not a political podcast, as a disclaimer. We not at all. Say that. No, you, you'll never know what way we sit, to you'll be honest. You'll never know. Uh, but uh, look, I mean, look, they're, they're leading the way with climate action. They're leading the way with, um, you know, uh, they've got a female prime minister. Mm. You know that they've got the world's most openly gay parliament. Did you know that? With the most gay uh, ministers, which is just really? so, which is just, I mean. I mean, that's great and all, but I'd like to know the parliament with the most closeted gays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably here, I'd say. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah, well, yeah. I reckon England's up there. And let's name them. Okay, no, uh, let's not. <laughs> but, I mean, look, you, you, yeah. you, you stack all those things up and then you just peer across to Australia mm. and you for an idea of the flux that we're in, I mean, we've got Nick Kyrgios yep. telling us how to deal with COVID and the yep. voice of reason of, on COVID. Sensible voice of reason. Yeah, so that's pretty much where we're up to at the moment. Yeah, okay. And their, and their Prime Minister, I mean, she's, she's doing very, very well and she hasn't been hounded out yet by any faceless white blokes, has she? <laughs> no, no, she, <laughs> she hasn't. That's another advantage they have. So she's not been face, uh, hounded out by white blokes 
and nor have any of their other PMs been hounded out by white blokes either, which is a nice um, nice advantage to have. Not like mm. over here where they're just speared for sport. Yeah, there hasn't been any misogyny speeches in Parliament yet, I don't think. No, not necessary. Not necessary. No, okay. no. And you know, they're even better than us at cricket now. I mean, cricket is part of the social fabric of Australia. I mean, mm. they're the number one test nation now. Mm. And they don't even care about cricket. Their grounds are just so lush and green and their cricket crowds seem so convivial and gentle. And uh, It just ha- seems so nice over there. I know. And you know what? Every time I watch a game over there at Hagley Oval or something similar with the Grass Hill, I just think of you and me sitting on a picnic rug. Yeah. You know, with a bottle of rosé oh. and just with our best, like, white button-up shirts yeah. on and a, a boater hat or something yeah. like that. Or just, just at the Basin Reserve and then <laughs> just going out for dinner in Wellington afterwards and going home at a sensible time on public transport. Yeah, and just having, like, a, a homemade whiskey or something. Yeah. Yeah, geez, that went off. Little village pitch, feel, it? isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, should we feel bad about feeling inferior to New Zealand? I mean, look at our fucking economy. It's bigger. It We've got is. more people. We're bigger. We're physically bigger than New Zealand. But, yeah. are, but are we... You know, do we have anything here to be proud of? Well, we've anymore? got stronger borders, I'm pretty sure. Do we? Yeah, well, I don't know. I haven't we tested stopped their the boats, borders. though. Yeah, that's we true. We stopped them. Yeah, I, I mean, look, we're better at AFL as well, higher wages. Yep. So, you know, it's not all bad over here. But even the other day, even the other day, New Zealand had the bloody gall to lecture us on how to deal with China. And what? I thought, what? you know what? I thought, this was funny up until now. Now I'm like, this is getting really serious. Hang on. China, mm. the biggest, mm. the, the most important issue that's facing Australia today. What'd they say? I can't remember what it was. Word no, for something it. I just remember that bullshit. they just stepped in. I just thought, you know what? I'm going to laugh when you're bombed as an ally. They're <laughs> <laughs> just going to go straight to bombs, aren't they, China? Yeah, of course. They're not going to come here and just, you know, just boots on the ground. It's no. just going to be aerial attacks. That's right. It's not going to be a drawn out thing, is it? We're not it's going to be over in five minutes. We're not talking Iraq and Afghanistan yeah. and whatnot. It's just going to be click of a button, really. Yeah. Click of a mouse. But who the fuck in New Zealand are tell us what to do? I don't know, but I wasn't angry about it until now. Now that I've yeah. seen you stand up. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. I mean, it's tough, isn't it? I mean, we have to rema- maintain cordial relations with New Zealand at all times. We do. We do. I mean, but we can't help ourselves in Australia. We've got this just little alpha trigger reflex where if they say something or they do something, yeah. we've got to bite back because we're bigger. That's right. Bigger I mean, brother. Really, in the clinch, there's only five million of you. It's not yeah. going to make a difference. Yeah. Do you reckon that's how the US feels about us? Definitely. Have a go. As one of the most prosperous nations in the Pacific, New Zealand has a responsibility to ensure the stability of the region's smaller, less fortunate nations. That's why the Ardern government is pledging additional foreign aid to Australia, one of the region's most underprivileged and uncoordinated third world outposts. Despite abundant royalties from bauxite and jingoistic movie blockbusters, Australia is mired in crippling poverty. They haven't got a decent wind farm or tight head prop, and their Prime Minister is, of all things, a Christian conservative and worse, a bloke. Via this new initiative, New Zealand will parachute assistance into Australia's areas of greatest need, providing aid in cultural decorum, reformism and even cricket, where we've overtaken them with a team of modest Renaissance men. And as for China, we'll take it from here, boys. The New Zealand Government committed to helping Australia, mainly by transforming Australia into New Zealand. Have you been injured as a result of your own gross negligence on the worksite? Twist your neck after running up the back of some bloke you were obnoxiously tailing 15 kilometres over the limit in a school zone? Or were you unfairly left out of a will just for being a bit of a prick to your elderly relative? At Cliffington Lawyers, we have experts who can help get the outcome you want. 
Here are two client endorsements that lack critical context about the nature of the cases and the extent of the injuries sustained. I was injured at work and received a $27,000 settlement thanks to Cliffington Lawyers. I also received a settlement after engaging Cliffington Lawyers for legal services. We operate on a no-win-no-fee basis, which makes us sound like good, strong blokes. But in reality, means we'll only take your case on if we're 100% guaranteed a solid financial return on that investment. And if we do win, we'll greedily hoover up half your settlement in legal fees and costs. Cliffington Lawyers. We're better than you. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. I can't explain the receipt of a gift of a bottle of 1959 Grange. I can't explain what, what, what happened to that bottle of wine. But I do accept, do accept that there is a thank you note signed by me. And as someone who believes in accountability, in responsibility, I accept the con- con- consequences of my action. Welcome back to the Have A Go podcast. Very, very pleased, as always, to have with us in the studio prominent social commentator and comedian Luke Heggie. Welcome back once more to the show, mate. Well, thanks for having me, lads. This week, we're discussing uh, our little brother, or big brother, depending on how you look at it, which side of the Tasman you're on. Mm. New Zealand. The land of the long white cloud. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, You've been there. You've experienced the hospitality of New Zealanders. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got to say, New Zealand, it's, not all, it's all cuteness and hobbits and mountain mist and shit, but mm. um, wonderful progressives, obviously, who all love the environment and uh, pretty much invented rainfall from what I've heard. With the <laughs> green grass they're very proud of that they manufactured themselves and put a lot of work into. Mm. Uh, they should be proud, but um, yep. try ruffling their hair, see what happens. Just go, how are you going, little fella? Ruffle nah, they're not having that. <laughs> what, do they hit you back with something like really profound or they literally hit you back? Well, they'd literally hit you. They're, you know, they're easily as violent and unfriendly as small-town Australia. So it's not all sweetness and light down there. Well, that's, a, that's the... Uh, you so you got, but you've got to go there to find that out because they've got such a great global reputation at the moment, don't they? They're very progressive. You know, they've got a female prime minister who cradles her toddler while doing a Facebook Live video to yeah. her constituents. Yeah. You know, while we've got a... You know, a Prime Minister who fucking speaks at tongues at Hillsong. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit less relatable. And can you imagine Australia having like a stay-at-home dad as the first man? Absolutely not. Never. I'm sorry. It's never going to happen, is it? Not to inflate stereotypes, but it would never happen. First man. I mean, there's still a bit of a stench about that, isn't it? <laughs> like it's it's something that people are finding hard. Not myself, obviously. I'm very progressive. Well, but yeah. I mean, you know, they, they are obviously a very friendly nation, really nice people. I mean, people say that all the time. Like, oh, New Zealand is so brilliant. It's beautiful. It's just better. Super. Tell that to the pricks who are flicking lit cigarettes at me in a small town pub <laughs> and then and then trying to run me over while I was walking back to my tent at the campground. From out of town, they didn't like it. I was there you know, by myself in a pub reading a book. So quite clearly there to pick up their women. Well, you were asking for it, reading <laughs> yeah. a book in a pub. Well, Fuck yeah. me. That, <laughs> I mean, as I say that, I think, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I would have taken a beating, but lit cigarettes, a bit yeah. much for mine. But um, anyway, they're not all like that, obviously. Australian small towns, uh, they, they hold their own in terms of violence mm. and uh, swinging a pool cue at, a, at a, someone from the city, that sort of business. Yeah, well, we were just talking off air, weren't we, about my town of origin, which is Bathurst, and you were out there recently. And the yeah. uh, first thing I asked you was whether you went to a particular pub in that town, not that I'm going to disparage them, but and their claim to fame was that they were one of the top 10 uh, most violent pubs in New South Wales. And I said it to you like it was um, something good. And that just proves that you know small towns in this uh, in this country can really hold their own. 
oh, they can they can mix it with the big boys when mm. it comes to violence. They really <laughs> literally punch above their weight with uh, violent pubs here. But, like, New Zealand's got violent pubs too. I don't want to, you know, don't leave them out of it. So there's obviously a, a little brother, big brother analogy that's been going on for many years mm. with Australia. Obviously, we have a bigger economy, bigger yeah. land size. Yeah. Um, but, you know, does that, anal- does that analogy hold firm to you? Do, do you feel like we're the bigger brother to, to little brother? Or if we are the big brother, what kind of a brother are we? Well, we're a big brother who has to tolerate a little brother with a massive chip on their fucking shoulder. Mm-hmm. We, um, I mean, they did handle the pandemic very, very well. But then if I was in charge of a literally a small island leper colony <laughs> with one very small difference, mm-hmm. then obviously it's a bit easier. Pretty fucking easy to manage five million people, right? I would think so. They'd know them all by name, the Prime Minister there. Mm. Also, like, you know, they're, they're beautiful landscape, obviously. Lots of rainfall, three, you know, 360 days mm. a year of rainfall. Photographers are out for the other five days taking fucking photos for <laughs> postcards. But, you can, like, you can't see how cold it is in the postcards. You've been to Queenstown? Oh, I it, have. It looks good. Oh, it certainly does. Yeah. Try swimming there. Yeah, there you go. You have a fucking heart attack. Well, that's like the the longest day of the year, the height of summer. You'll have a heart attack swimming there. Mm. Plus, try <laughs> getting a taxi to the airport. Ten minutes, hundred bucks, hundred New Zealand dollars, but all the same, still a hundred bucks. Great bars though. What's the point of having an island if you can't go to the fucking beach? Well, you can, but you've got to wear sand shoes. It's very sharp. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, lots right. of crushed up shells and rocks and shit. Not like the sharps we have at our beaches here. Much different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about them as just a progressive nation, though? I mean, we're, we kind of don't come off that way, do we? I mean, they've got an emissions trading scheme. Yeah. We haven't quite got there yet. Mm. Um, you know, uh, their prime minister has been very outspoken on issues. Well, again, easy to say. If you haven't got vast tracts of desert that can be dug up for minerals to send to China, easy to preach mm. <laughs> that no one else should do that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've got nothing here. Everyone should have nothing. I don't think so. And what do you think about the, um, the 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 new New Zealand now too? I mean, we've you know we've got Jacinda Ardern who's come over here. It was early this year or last year for a joint press conference with Scomo and just absolutely ambushed him mm. on some kind of social issue. Yep. I think it was something to do with uh, with deportation of criminals or something like that. Back in the day, they would um, you know John Key, uh, Helen Clark, et al. You know they'd be come over here and it'd just be shake hands, take a photo, piss off. Yeah. But now New Zealand's coming over here and actually bossing us on our um, on our own front door. Well, um, how does that make you feel as a man? As a man? <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually, I, I quite like that, actually. I, I right. don't mind ScoMo. I saw, say, I saw ScoMo uh, mural recently down at Engadine Maccas on the, on the mm. wall. I don't know if you've been past that. But, was it um, a mural or was it something was it, else smeared? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was a proper mural of okay. ScoMo. But um, like him getting bullied, I don't think anyone's, you know, no one give a fuck about that. Maybe Alan Jones. Mm. Didn't he have something to say about it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, everyone else would go, yeah, get stuck here. Yeah, that's right. Who She's cares? just saying what we're all thinking. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, Australia is a jock, isn't it? If, we, if we're going to use the big brother, little brother or the schoolyard analogy, Australia is a jock that's just throwing its fucking weight around. Yeah. And New Zealand's just a, what? what's New Zealand? Just an, an artsy little creative who's, you know, sticking up for the, the kids that are getting bullied on. Yeah, I feel like Australia is the jock uh, that's in its twilight years in a, in a world where you increasingly can't strong arm anymore. Yeah. And whereas New Zealand's bided its time, collected a few degrees and now it's <laughs> their time in the sun. Yeah. Australia's well, a cashed up tradie that's gone to TAFE <laughs> and he's now on 200K performing renovations for people far more educated than he. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, we're, obviously we need each other 
in in a way. You know, New Zealand like that. They'll often say they could get by just fine without Australia. Maybe they could, but good luck eating just feijoas as your <laughs> staple fruit. Revolting. <laughs> I don't think they're even edible, but they just started eating them. Absolutely disgusting. Grow Put them up. in a lovely craft beer, though. I'd say. Very oh, they've got Fajoa beer. Yeah. I have absolutely no doubt that that's happened. Yeah. Well, Yuck. New Zealand's one of the only places that we're going to be able to travel to or can travel to at the moment internationally. Mm. Um, that's a bit grim, isn't it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty good. I mean, I rode my push bike around New Zealand. I do disparage the joint. It was fucking great. I had a mm. very good time. I don't want to be too nasty about it because it was good. Quite hilly, bigger than you'd think in terms of, I thought, you know, knock this off in a month. Took a year. Um <laughs> Pretty good, and the people quite friendly generally. I, yeah. uh, I went out shooting possums with a bloke on the back of his quad bike for eight hours one night. Right. He just found me in the, in his school. I was on the rugby field setting up my tent, and he goes, what the fuck are you doing? I thought I was about to get bashed. Then <laughs> he put my bike in the back of his ute, went back, kicked the door open, demanded that his wife make me dinner as well, and we went shooting possums. So it's not all bad. It doesn't sound very progressive. Oh, it's incredible. Well, for there, it's progressive. Oh, okay. We can, he like was, kicked the door open, told his wife to make you a dinner. That doesn't sound like Jacinda Ardern's New Zealand. No, it wasn't her no, place. Yeah. I was just going to say, it's very encouraging like to the rest of Australia that think that this is the, um, the, new, the new normal with New Zealand better than us. They're down there shooting wildlife. Yeah. yeah. Well, wildlife that we, you know. Well, they've still got guns there. Yeah, okay. We yeah. can't do that. Do they yeah, ever. No, that's right. Yeah, it was, good. it was a good night. Very good night. He was, he was absolutely appalled that I'd never shot a possum. So we must have shot probably a hundred that night. <laughs> he, was, he was mad for it. Well, I think we've got to the bottom of it. I think so too. I think we've also lost any listeners that we either have or will ever get from New Zealand, which is, which is okay. That's fine. No, please stay with us. Yeah. Thank you, mate. Oh, thank you. But yeah, well, at least China takes our wine Hey, Aussie, when the mood gets you down Just Sunder's leadership is really quite profound Our COVID cases are at zero, you know Go ahead, lead another cruise Are you okay, Aussie? Where's your emission trading scheme? Don't be threatened Poor Aussie always compromising Don't be threatened Perfectly fine. You just say that we're one and free. But we sung a whole anthem in Maori. Hey, Aussie, does the mood get you down? We run your wallabies all over the ground. That's when I gotta say to you two words, Perus Buchani. Are you okay, Aussie? 
How shuts your rod be team? Poor Aussie always compromising. Don't be threatened, don't be threatened. Poor Aussie always compromising. Don't be threatened. No, no. about a fair go for those who have a go. The uh, Have a Go podcast is the 16th most popular podcast in Palmerston North. North, 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 North. Oh, mate, just two, two blokes telling them how it is. Popular. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. But it's funny. When I listen to a media product, it is Have a Go podcast. Uh, yeah, listen in. It's country in the world. Mate, how are we going to wrest control back here? In yep. the dynamic between Australia and New Zealand, how do we get back on top? Would you say? Yeah, I mean, I don't do know. we need to learn how to live as a subordinate to a country of five million provincial blokes and <laughs> Sheilas? What's the solution? I mean, it is incumbent on us to find solutions on this podcast. Of course. Well, first and foremost, the first thing I'm going to say is we're not going to live with it. Okay. No. no, you know, it, it, it's we, gone on too long, if I'm being honest. Exactly. And I mean, especially now that Trump's been um, taken out of American government and the Biden administration's in, mm. there's going to be a lot of conviviality around the world, a lot of um, uh, passive diplomacy. We're all going to be saying, mm. oh, let me I'm open s- the chair for you. Let I've me seen it already. I, I was yeah. actually on LinkedIn earlier today, okay. as I am, you know, firstly, when I wake up every morning, I go straight <laughs> on LinkedIn, my, my number one app. And I saw that uh, Joe Biden had reached out to Jacinda Ardern with a, with a personally written letter wow. uh, just around the YT tangy day celebrations so yeah and a letter i mean come on man it's so charming isn't it i mean that's what new zealand's just so up for that sort of stuff oh, yeah oh we don't do emails we just like the the, the romance of a letter a pen and paper <laughs> i think they're on the way up i think there's an intersection there okay. and you know if we keep going at the same rate i think australia's under serious threat so th- when you say under threat what, what does that threat entail well i think we're going to be annexed by new zealand Fuck me. Yeah, I think I, th- I can see our I can see our coastlines being stormed by an invasion of Adern freedom fighters. Are they going to surround us, or they're just going to take Sydney first? I think they'll start with Tasmania, which they can have anyway. That's fine, but yep. probably with Melbourne because okay. they'll go where they're like minded. So they'll be yeah. they'll they'll just fold easily. Win hearts, minds in Melbourne. Yeah, that's right. It's basically quasi state of New Zealand anyway. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, with all the whiskey bars and stuff like that. But then I th- when they get to Sydney, I think it's going to get pretty pretty ugly. Now I'm not saying that they're going to be armed. Mm. They're going to come up and they're going to win us over with like quirky charm and probably right. some moral superiority. Maybe one of those little snow domes from yeah. Queenstown. <laughs> Maybe the crowded house performing at the Opera House. Yeah, and, and, and I, I, I... That could just escalate into a, an enormous boots-on-ground attack. <laughs> and, and I challenge anyone to not be charmed by crowded house. They're uh, so charming and so melodic. That's right. I would just be like holding my hair. hands out for the... Just cuff me and take me away. Does everyone in New Zealand have floppy hair like Andrew Merton's in 1995 <laughs> still? <laughs> Is that why Baruz Bashani grew his hair like that when he got there? <laughs> I think that's why they welcomed him in with open arms. Yeah, of course. He just said, mm. We weren't happy with it, mate. Get a high top. Uh, okay, that's interesting and very concerning. Mm, mm, um, mm. How, so is there any way that we can counter this, this boots on ground assault? No, there's not. I don't think it is. Okay. I think we, if it does happen that we're in a lot of trouble and all we can really hope for in the meantime is that we see something play out like has played out in Australia. And we just hope that New Zealand gets so full of themselves that they become wankers like us. Eat their yeah, own. that's right. Okay. And then they just become so self-indulged that they're too busy looking at themselves in the mirror and holding up pieces of coal in Parliament right. to come over and storm Australia. That's all we've got to hope for. Okay. Well, that's really concerning. Um, okay. <laughs> Look, I think 
Well, that's that's I don't, that's not so much a recommendation as just general fear mongering, which is fine, and we need to embrace <laughs> that as well. But that's what I'm dealing. I mean, I've got a couple of recommendations on how we can mm-hmm. kind of soothe these tensions, which are obviously going to escalate if we don't do anything. Yep. Um, one idea I had was just to build a bridge, like a literal bridge between Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. So okay. kind of like um like China and Taiwan are yep. doing. Yep. So I mean, they're 150 kilometers away, but yep. they get on really well. Can we do that? To New Zealand? I mean, it would be a big fucking powerful move, wouldn't it? It would be. And would we make them pay for it like the wall with Mexico? Or we... Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, good. Of yeah. course, mate. And, you know, big fucking Harbour Bridge style architecture, I think, would look good. Yeah, I wonder so... what they would convert to an NZD. It would probably really sink yeah. their economy, wouldn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, I reckon. Jeez, that's I mean, it would stimulate jobs, our jobs. Yeah, of course. Um, because we'd be the ones building it. They'd be paying for it, so they'd be paying our salaries. Yes. Maybe give them 10%. Okay, yeah. I think Len Lease would be up for that. We could also traffic their rugby players to Australia <laughs> through this bridge as well. I mean, I'm not generally in favour of human trafficking. No, not But me when now. it comes to making our rugby team better, which is important for diplomatic relations, i.e. us being dominant over them, Yes, um, I might be persuaded otherwise. Yeah, well, I think new CEO Andy Marinos would probably be right up for that in the offices of Rugby Australia. Yeah. I mean, what have we been doing for the last 19 years? Yeah. Fuck all, to be honest. It hasn't worked. So maybe we need to get into human trafficking, the human trafficking of New Zealanders. Okay, so that's one. I mean, staying on rugby, I think, um, I mean, we, if we look at how dominant New Zealand are at rugby, it's, it, a lot of that is due to the haka. Yes, yes, I mean, if is. they didn't have the fucking haka, yep. I reckon they'd be a lot worse on the field. So I would love to see Australia maybe co- collaborating with some other rugby world powers to try and influence world rugby to fucking get the haka out of out of rugby in New Zealand? Well, it pops up every so often, doesn't it? Yeah. Usually World Cup time when someone's been absolutely flogged by... Alan Jones, usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Alan usually Jones. Alan Jones. Yeah, he's always got some uh, salient things to say about Australian rugby, hmm. usually quite mainstream as well. Um, but, but they've got just an unfair advantage, don't they? Performing a war dance, dance, yeah. dance, as they say over there. Oh, they certainly do. And I mean, maybe if, um, you know, it's it's... Very, you know, it's a sensitive issue. We, we can, I don't think they would take like uh, take nicely to having the haka taken away. So maybe we need to hit them back with something similar. Maybe we need our own war cry for the modern day. Maybe something written by Guy Sebastian or something. Maybe suffer from his first album. Yeah, I'd say Angels so. brought me here. I think was the lead track <laughs> from that album. <laughs> yes, I can. Imagine. Do you reckon that would work? Can you imagine Michael Hooper belting that out after the anthem? Yeah, I can. The fear in the eyes of the bit New Zealanders. Bit of auto-tune, <laughs> bit of auto-tune in his voice. As long as David Pocock's involved somewhere, I think, because Pocock might be the bridge that we need well, that, between New Zealand and Australia. That? I don't know how Bo- we haven't. He could potentially be a double agent. He is the New Zealander in the Australian ranks, isn't he? He's what we need. I mean, he's good at rugby, he's got yeah. credibility, and he's socially progressive. That's right. And you know what? He's so socially progressive that rugby was just like his side hustle, yeah. even though one of the best yeah. players in the world on 800k a year. Yeah. Uh, no, I actually care more about, you know, legalising gay myself marriage and stuff to a tree, like. yeah. yeah, yeah, which is amazing and we still couldn't get the best out of him. No, well, hey, he's, we've got to get him back in, don't we? Yeah, we definitely do. Okay. But um, short of that, mate, the only other thing I can think of is that we just somehow claim Edmund Hillary. Claim him as, as an Australian? Yeah, yeah, Much yeah. Like we've claimed many other yeah. New Zealanders as Australians. Worked before, just why wouldn't it work it. now? Yeah. Uh, Australia-New Zealand relations. Frosty at the moment, but I'm, I'm seeing some sunnier days ahead, I think. You think so? No. Nah, I reckon we're fucked. We're fucked. This is the best country in the world. And we-